So I like to start off, I always sing, and see what Shulam says, Hashem has a lot of fidus. We need a lot of fidus. We need a lot of salvation. It's in stock. We've seen Baruch Hashem miracles happen. So we have to remind ourselves. Yeah, people on Zoom, please put yourself on mute. You commute them, but uh, they commute themselves. Okay. So we need a lot of uh, fidus. The first, the first um, step of fidus is showing that there's people that care about somebody. Somebody's in pain, and these parents are in pain, and family members come, and a roof comes and drives in from Mansi. Is it ready? Shows the Ebishter that we're not yechidim. There are people who care, and that that's a very very big difference. I'll tell you the tochnit for tonight. The schedule is that I'm going to introduce myself, what I'm doing here. Then I'm going to explain why you're all here. And then we're going to ask the roof to give divrei bruch and divrei chizik. And the roof has the right of way at any point during the process, if you want to ask or say or do anything, that's the right of way, the right of roof, to jump in any time. But basically that's the tochnit. What I'm doing here, what you're doing here, all of you, and and for the roof. After hundreds of parents started coming to me for advice, I realized that I have to do this because a lot of parents were complaining to me. The siblings don't understand what we're doing. The aunts and the uncles and the grandparents questioning. And a lot of people say things to the parents that are very painful. Of course, they mean well. They'll say things like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Who says? All kinds of things. And the parents who are trying to save their, their family end up in a lot of pain. So I started making this extra family meeting. So the family, first of all, should meet me. You should see I'm a real person. I don't, I don't have a ponytail. Regular person. I have a blue shirt. I'm sorry. But then it's controlled, it's not stomach, it's a wild thing, and you should meet me, hear what I'm about, and you should understand what your role is in all of this. For the first thing is, you should know I don't deal with chinuch. Nothing I say has anything to do with chinuch. We could discuss what chinuch is, what chinuch isn't, it's not my parsha. I only deal with what I call stage four crisis. What we're doing is Hatzalah. When you have a boat and you're all on the boat having fun, beautiful. But imagine Khalila, somebody falls overboard. At that point, life stops. Life as we know it stops. And we have to stop the boat and stop the music and figure out what are we going to do to save this neshama. Why is it my achrayis? What does that have to do with me? I want to have a good time. Why? First of all, we have an achrayis to other Yidin. More than that, it's a love to ignore. He said, it doesn't just mean if someone's poor and you ignore him, it's a love. It doesn't just mean someone's in the hospital, you ignore him, it's a love. It means if someone is lost, if someone is in pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, and you ignore them, you could say, I'm not really close, I don't have a shaykhis, it's a love. You have to get involved. I have a large family, Baruch Hashem. I have a lot of nephews and nieces that I love very much. Some of them I see once a year, twice a year. Zayafayim. 
but but the love of, of a personal love of a family member is an additional love. But we have to be involved. I have a lot of family members. You see them once a year, twice a year, is fine. If one of them is in the hospital, and I go to see them once a year, twice a year, is that normal? It's a different mahalach. I have to start going, putting it in my schedule twice a week. I'm going to go to Manhattan. I'm going to go through traffic and parking expenses. I might get there and I might be sleeping. Come back the next day. I'm going to buy a card. I'm going to buy a, I'm going to do what I need to do for a sick person because sick people have a different anhaga. Lost people, confused people, people in pain. It's a different anhaga. And that's really the first message to understand the difference between regular chinuch and crisis. The difference between healthy and not healthy. Whether it's not healthy, today we know that there's really no spiritual problems. I never met a bachar. I'm, I'm doing this with, with hundreds and hundreds of, of kids. Never met somebody who had a spiritual problem. It's all emotional pain, trauma, abuse. If you could put yourselves on Zoom, people put yourselves on mute, that would be good. Shkoyach. We know today it's pain. And, and different Rabbanim have said it, and different Tzvarim say it. But even if someone's mamish not in pain, their mamish just lost birachnius. It's the same thing. We have to save them. We have to save them even if we're not Labavich. We have to save them. And we're to save them. And we can save them. We have Rach Hashem from the hundreds of parents that came to me. We already have 104 kids that are not only alive, off drugs, clean, stable, functioning, but are completely shaymetari mitzvahs. 104. Kein yirbe. It's a process. Because once a leg is broken, you don't just the next day start to walk and run. It's a long journey. So what I try to do is I try to guide the parents and hold their hands, give them whatever support that I can. Hashem should continue to help me have the kaychas to, to do that. I'm there for them 24-7. Yeah? So far? And I have groups, and I answer questions, and I'm here. I'm not hiding. Difficult questions. I, I make videos to help other people. I'm, I'm very um, clear. I'm very consistent. Baruch Hashem, once in a while, if I feel I don't know it, I'll say I don't know. If it's out of my tchum, out of my sugi, I'll say I don't know. But whatever I try to share with you is only from my experience of almost 20 years, of hundreds of families that came from my experience of Home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home was a home that I decided to open in 2002. I don't know why. Hashem gave me an idea. I'm going to open a home. I had no shaykhs to the sugya. I had no training. And I opened a home called Home Sweet Home. And I took kids off the street who were homeless. All from, from families. Chash of a family, some of them. Machali Shabbos, Pefahasi, eating treif, eating on Yom Kippur. Dysfunctional, drug addicts, ganovim, gamblers, and they moved in, and you can look at the pictures when I closed up in 2014, I made an album, you're talking about the, the miracles, I never thought, we, I, I didn't want anything from them, I had no agenda, I never thought they'll be from, I thought one day a guy on a motorcycle is going to say, hey, thanks, you once gave me a meal. I didn't expect the first kid who was so bad, he ran away from home at 13 and a half, he lived in Walmart in an empty truck, he lived on a, on a train, the people he stayed for before me, who took him in for a, a cold winter, 
He stole from them $8,000 when he left. After three months, he moved in. I called the parents. I just want you to know, I have a place called Home Sweet Home. Your son moved in. He told me, you'll regret the day you ever met my son. Six months later, I said, I just want to tell you, we're still here. You'll regret the day. Everybody who met my son regretted it. He was Meshiga since he was eight years old. Crazy, out of control. And he graduated with the first three boys. After one year, I could show you pictures later. Alive, functioning, from hats, jackets, whoever thought about it. He spoke at the Aguda Convention. He moved to Lakewood. He got married. He had two children in Hamish Amistis. And the second one and the third one, the first ten, it was like they all graduated within a year. People, kids on the street were scared to come. They said, oh, I heard about you. I'm going to leave here from. I don't want to come here. I said, I promise it was a mistake. It was true. I, ne- I had no agenda. And they said, that's your agenda. I said, I'm telling you, don't, there's no tefillin, there's no shachris, there was no learning. There was no nothing. You don't have to keep shachris, you don't have to put on tefillin. Gurnisht, work and have fun at night. You're cold? Okay. And 95% approximately walked out. Mamash, we have And the few that didn't become firm when they left did not go against us, are not haters. And I noticed they have one thing in common, all these chavra, these few guys that, that didn't make it back. None of them had a family to go home to. So interesting, black and white. All the other ones that had a family to go into, I integrated them back into the families. Even the ones who had extreme violence. There was a kid who before coming to me, he was so violent, the night before his father called me up, it was a Sunday. He said, my son is supposed to come to you Monday. Monday night, my daughter's getting married, my son is not invited. And he just punched me in the face and broke my glasses. And I want to call, <laughs> he thinks it's funny. Don't think about it. <laughs> I want to call the police. But my wife told me, if I call the police, maybe you're not going to take him tomorrow out of our house. So I don't want to ruin it. So I said, don't call the police. Bring him to me right now. And he was the Ben Sari Ramayur, you would think, for years. Shomram called me a few years before that. He stole, his father had an axe. He stole the axe as a message to his parents. I think that's the golden rule. He who has the axe makes the rules. And he told his mother once, I'm going to kill you and your baby. She was pregnant. Violence. He, re- he broke all the glass in the house. Shomim called me. I don't usually do that. I don't know why I went down there. Before I met him, years before, he ripped his face out of every picture. And all of a sudden, this boy, this big Russia, moved in to Home Sweet Home that Sunday. I never had an ounce of problem from him. A nachas, sweet boy. They just didn't understand what he went through. They didn't understand his pain. He was so matzliach. He's in Shaduchim now. He lives near me. If it matters, he wears a hat in Shabbos. I'm happy showing him Shabbos. I'm happy he's alive. We don't have any homeless. We don't have any overdoses from home sweet homeboys. We don't have any, Baruch Hashem, no suicides. And from that, parents started coming to me out of the blue. The Ebesha sent me 10, 15, 20. And I realized instead of helping four or five kids a year, I could help 40, 50, 60 families a year. Help them by teaching you how to make your home sweet. And I learned a lot. And everything I learned was not from college and not from school. I had no, I had no idea. I learned from them. What is the piece that's, that's broken? And once you fix that piece, the dysfunction leaves and the problems go away. 
I never met a kid with a Yiddishkeit problem. We had in, in the group here with hundreds of families, I would say for sure over 30 kids that said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. Who today are no longer atheists. And the Chiddush that I want to tell you is, not one of them ever got answers to any of their questions. Today we don't become atheists because Mahat Kashis. And you don't become from, we have the same kashas. Where was God in the Holocaust? How does Hashem allow babies to be murdered, a million babies, and Gaigumagog, and Amalek, and Hadi? We all have the same questions, and yet we go on with our lives. It's all pain related. People who talk and convince are using the worst method. And they see because when someone is in pain, their kashas are terutsim, not kashas. Trying to be metarits why they can't live this way. We never use talking, we use the only method that has ever worked and that can ever work. The method of the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish. And it's another Svarim also. But it's clear. They asked the Baal Shem Tev. It's on the, it's on the wall. Adam Kosher. Good Jews like we have here. Banov sounds like more than one. Yeah? Went off the derech and kvira, atheism. They went to the Baal Shem Tev. What do we do? So you would say, the Baal Shem Tev would say, make sure he doesn't come to your house. In your house, he shouldn't come in. Make sure he was a yarmulke and dresses neas in your house. Do you have children? Make sure that that kid doesn't come into your house. You could be mashpi on your children. Did he say any segula in the world? He could have come up with any skill at this tehillim. And I'm not knocking it, it's Allah's gits. But the Baal Shem Tev knew nishamelech. The Baal Shem Tev knew everything. Vitziva ha-Baal Shem Tev. He commanded the parents... One thing, lehoiv oisam beyoiser, love them more, umach mazois, and because of that, yaitzay mikfira. He didn't have any other advice. Let him in the house with his, ear, with his piercings, with a tattoo. Let him eat treif in the house. Let him. He didn't tell. Lehoiv oisam beyoiser is the medicine, is the chemo, the radiation for this cancer. Baal Shem Tov couldn't think of anything else. Azoyish died from many many svarim. We have also the Chazanish. Nobody argues in the Chazanish. I put it on the wall. They asked the Chazanish, what should parents do when the kids go off the derech? And parents means anybody. Medicine is medicine. And what did he say? Make sure they don't come into your house. Don't let them bring an iPhone into your house. Shut the Wi-Fi on Shabbos. Didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said seven words. Yenosu, 